yards away. Trying to go six for six on the day, and it is good! Steven Gaskowski, a career high with his sixth made field goal. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Transatlantic Titans podcast. It's seeming like it's going to be a weird week already. Um, we should be here celebrating the fact that the Titans are 3-0. and The Titans are 3-0 and and we are going to celebrate that. Um, we've just suddenly today got a bit of a weird COVID-related cloud hanging over us. Um, we don't really know if week four against the Steelers is, is going to go ahead on Sunday, if it's going to go ahead later at all, what's going to happen. Um, it's early days in all of that. So we're just... We may be back with another little podcast later in the week, but for now we're we're mainly going to talk about what's what's happened and another win for the Titans. So, yeah, hello, I'm Adam. I have Miles, Neil, and Brian all with me. So, are we all right, chaps? All good. Yeah. Fine. All good, and all was well. All wasn't really good in Minnesota for. Probably ninety percent of the game came on Sunday, um, but um, Goatkowski came good in the end with six six field goals out of six, a fifty-five yard game winner. I feel like we, well, I, I wasn't here last week, but the week before, we Greg and I spent ten minutes talking about Goskowski at the start of the podcast. We could do that again. It's up to you guys. Um, but um, where where else could we start? Um, what a man. I feel like uh, we said on the post-Denver podcast that we all kind of agreed that his leg was still there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all, we yeah, all we sort did. of agreed that it were, it were a mental kind of thing that were going on in that Denver game. And I think he's obviously proved beyond any doubt that there's, there's still some juice in his leg, which is a massive boost after what happened with Suckup last year. Yeah, 100%. And we... Well, hats hats off to the coaching staff and um, well, John Roberts. I think most mostly Brable who's decided to keep him around. So, yeah, you've got that one right. Um, yeah, we probably don't need to spend another ten minutes talking about <laughs> about kickers on this occasion. Um, well, do we want to go back to earlier on the game? Um, despite a sort of six nothing lead in the first quarter, we we were letting the Vikings drive the ball, move the ball down the field a bit too easily, and it was. It wasn't a good sight for a lot of the game. Do we? Uh, no, it was Miles a bit. Mr. Positive. A bit... Give us some. Give us something negative, maybe. I don't know. Oh no! Don't make me do that. I don't. I don't want to take up the the Greg role as it's <laughs> now. I mean, I was. I was going to say, if you'd offered me thirty-one thirty before the game, I speak thinking on behalf of all of our hearts that have got to last many more years left. I don't think any of us wanted a game to end like that. I don't think we were. Uh, we would have been happy with. Part of me was there, like, you know, if we're going to lose, let's just lose. I don't want it to be close. And But the way it came down in the end, I mean, at one point it being, what, 24-12 as well in the game, they don't they don't make it easy on us. Um, I can't speak for other people, but my hair went this year, and I'm going to blame the Titans for that in my uh, early life. But as opposed to the game, I mean, 6-0 up and we thought, it got early on when we thought we've got to sort of take advantage of these field goals. They shouldn't be field goals. We need to turn them into touchdowns because we know the Vikings are a team, despite the fact we're a slow start, are very capable of scoring points. We, Me and Greg brought up how much that Dalvin Cook and stopping him would affect how this game goes. And very early on, it's shown that Dalvin Cook had came to perform. And the same with Jefferson. 
both of them deciding that today that well that was going to be the game that they had career days. It it made our defense look very very bad, and I know we've been a bit sort of um, opinionative as to how they've performed so far this year, and we've brought up about is it the coaching, is it the personnel, but the Vikings made them look like a very ordinary defense. But for personally, in my opinion, Simmons having an outstanding game, it yeah, could have did, been did. it it could have been much more points scored on us than uh, what actually happened. So that's my negative, I guess that. The defense again didn't look very good. Clowney got a bit more attention towards Cousins, but nowhere near enough. Um, the positive is it's three and zero. I mean, we're still back in two thousand eight at the moment. I can't remember what happened in the fourth game in two thousand eight. Um, it, it was another win. We went to about it was, ten. Wasn't it? Yeah. So let me continue. Uh, Brian, did you did you believe throughout the the game Sunday, or did you lost hope as well? I never quite threw in the towel, but I, I think at one point I put in our WhatsApp group that this one's uh, starting to slip away from us. And then I don't know what happened. We just it just kind of all clicked, and then the defense came through when it needed to at the end, really. And uh, Simmons Simmons just dominated that that the, the whole all uh, the whole pass rush just dominated in that in that final in that final series. And Cousins was scared. Yeah. That was lovely to see, wasn't it? <laughs> Actually, I want to I want to mention that because I've seen a bit of well, a few shots fired towards Clowney and his performance in the first three weeks. Um, I would argue that Simmons being such a beast and and doing well, do everything that we've seen from him is partly down to the presence of Clowney, and whether that's yeah. just his reputation. Um, teams are Clowney's got all the attention. Simmons has kind of stuck under the radar a bit. Do you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I actually yeah. think Clowney's been fairly solid as well. I just think, it, it, obviously, when you come with yeah. his reputation and his price tag, solid is not is kind of a bare minimum, you know, because he, he hasn't made splashy plays as such. But I don't think he's been bad by any stretch of the imagination. And I think, like you say, he's obviously allowing Simmons to to benefit from. At times, single teams, which is just obviously eating up. <clears throat> yeah, I keep seeing oh, no sacks for Clowney, but actually, he tackled Drew Locke behind the line of scrimmage after he botched a snap, which was technically a, a run, which would have been a sack. But for, anyway, I, I keep getting that. Yeah. I keep wanting to just tell everybody, uh, everybody on Twitter. Not just all about sacks. Well. It's not all about sacks. If you, if you like, obviously, look at the statistics. He's constantly getting in the backfield. He's, he's just, he's just disruptive, isn't he? He's yeah, not, he's yeah. not maybe getting the numbers, and he wasn't the same in Seattle. But if you look at his game tape in Seattle, he was, he was a game changer. He was constantly in the backfield, getting at the, getting at the quarterback. And you know, if we, if we, if we can get it all to click there, our secondary is going to have a field day second half of the season. I mean, if, if it all obviously. Clicks into place. Yeah, he's never been a, a a guy to pile sacks up, has he? As such, it's yeah. just it's just a good, Constant a good pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a good all round uh, outside he's linebacker. Plan for him. That's that's important, isn't it? Yeah, and well, it's been a long time. It's, it's been a long time since we've had we've had a player of that of that ilk. Basically, we've had good defensive players, but. We haven't had a player that's kind of an outlier where a team actually has to to plan and make specific 
game plan adjustments for that player. I mm. uh, yeah. can't remember the last guy we had that like that. Probably Javon Curse, really. Yeah. Oh, oh, I miss him. The freak. Um, I don't. The thing that's concerned me isn't. It's not the front seven, um, particularly. Well, yeah, as as you say, it's not all down to sacks, um, but it, the lack of pace, you know, particularly in the secondary, seems to have hurt us so far. And yeah, Dal, Dalvin Cook, as well, he's he's quick. You know, we've 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 obviously got um, some some speed on our our offense, but um, yeah, it, there were a few times where I'm just watching and you know, whichever linebacker is trying to chase Dalvin Cook, he's just not not catching him. Uh, it was the same with um, same in the secondary where you know, Cousins is throwing a deep ball to the the rookie who's I've forgotten the guy's name. That's not good. He absolutely burned us. Jefferson. Um, oh, Jefferson. Thank you. Um, yeah, and we just we just couldn't seem to couldn't seem to keep up with him. Um, obviously, Jonathan Joseph is playing more snaps because Adoree's Adoree's out. Um, he's yeah, however many years young as Harry would love me to say, but yeah, that that's that's a bit of a concern at the moment. It's just just pure speed. Um, yeah, I saw a guy on uh, a tweet, and I can't remember who, who it was from now for life of me, but do you know the Wolverine picture? And it's like, it's like rubbing the photo. It's like a <laughs> meme. Uh, and it was Adore Jackson's face on the photo frame. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that is exactly what we're missing. Speed. Um, we, we, we brought it up last week, didn't we? On the podcast, we were saying, like, we never realised how much we actually missed having Adore there. I mean... Malcolm Butler looks lost at the moment and he was getting constantly just targeted by the Vikings as a weak point and I think the moment Adore is back and fit, I think we will notice a big difference because in terms of speed he really is our speed guy but the linebackers are just, it's like they're running in quicksand half the time yeah. and I don't know if that's just because Dalvin Cook is like the flash but it's not just been him, it's been other, other receivers, other running backs, they do seem to be Lacking, and I mean, Fulton made a great play at one point where it looked like he was defying the land speed records the way he sort of broke away and attacked the quarterback. But it just, it just looks like we're almost like just a couple of seconds off the pace. I, I really hate to say this, but Paul Karski all off season were criticizing team speed on defense, oh, they were really, we... really big on it as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm a fan of us agreeing with, uh, know, with PK. Know, it doesn't sit right, does it? Yeah, especially when, uh, when we signed Will Compton. I remember him having a few um, mischievous tweets about team speed, etc. Yeah, again, I can kind of see as much as I love <laughs> love Will, I can see where he's coming from. It didn't uh, the Kyle Rudolph catch. You can every shot of that. There's Compton nowhere near him, and yeah, it just didn't. I was actually Joe Brown signed him, apparently. Joe Brown on his assignment, but you can't. Jesus, what a catch that is, though. Yeah, oh, of course. course. That's like elite level stuff, that is. I've always been a fan of Kyle Rudolph, actually. I think he's a very underrated tight end. I don't know why they don't use him more. He's he's probably getting on a bit again, but that's. Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that they gave the touchdown. I was like, "Oh, this will be coming back." There's no way he got two feet down. I mean, if if he got in the end zone more, they could call him the red zone reindeer. It's a missed opportunity all along. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's a nickname. His nickname there is going begging. 
<laughs> but the guy just don't score touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird. Oh, I can't believe I haven't heard that. I thought <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. How long have you been Red Zone or India? So, what about the other side of the ball um, offensively? Uh, I, oh, we're not quite clicking, but it, it, is it getting closer? Still no AJ Brown, obviously. We put up thirty plus without AJ Brown. Uh, sounds like it's you know it's nearly nearly there to me. Can I say our offense maybe looks better than it did last year? Because now we've got the option to, to kick from fifty yards. <laughs> <laughs> just having a kicker, yeah. Uh, it's nice nice to get one of those back, um, although I don't want to get complacent about that. Uh, AJ, AJ Brown not having him for two weeks and, and still having decent production from our offence has encouraged me a lot. So week, week one, there's an element of he's getting the attention, so Corey Davis had a big game in Denver. Um, but the fact that we Tannehill's still able to put up numbers, not sort of flashy Josh Allen level. Oh, I can't believe I just said that, but that, those you know, eye-catching numbers, but he's, do, he's doing more than enough. We're, as you say, we're putting points on the board. Um, that I, uh, but yeah, Titans Twitter in the middle of Sunday's game seems to be, seems to be having a pop at Arthur Smith. Um, may, maybe the game, well, what turned out to be the game-winning drive seemed to cop a lot of lot of flack where we ended up having to attempt a 55 yard field goal was that fair uh, I, don't, I, I always I always think I always think our coaching on the all is, is, is solid but, but it can be slightly erratic I think at times that no I'm not saying I think overthink's probably too strong but I think at times the Un- underthink yeah maybe I don't know <laughs> like for instance uh, on a big third down before the final drive Targeting Adam Humphreys over the middle doesn't seem suboptimal when you've got John o. Smith and Corey Davis on the field. I think I think sometimes the players that they call in certain situations are very not suspect, but too. Uh, come on, put words in my mouth here. <laughs> uh, I, know, I know what you mean. I think that it's yeah. I, I guess uh, the, cute, the unpredictable. Cute, I suppose. Yeah. Cute yeah. Is too cute. Uh, she's great when it comes off. And th- there was one, there was an adult Humphreys pass that was called. But he didn't end up yeah. throwing, did he? And you, okay, is that, our, is that our best chance of getting a first down here? I think it was third and ten, second to last drive, and we really needed conversion. Uh, and they targeted Adam Humphreys over the middle uh, on, a deep, on a deep shot. And I'm thinking, you've got guys, you know, that can body up and, and really make those contested catches. And you're targeting, like, smallest guy on field, basically. Who's doing <laughs> right? I'd say. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh... It's his job. Is uh, in his position, isn't it? It's almost like he he's the one he expects uh, because of the coverage that Johnny Smith's going to attract as the season goes yeah. on and forever along with without AJ Brown. You know, it's a bad. You know, twenty twenty is a bad year when you hear the phrase "flashy Josh Allen." <laughs> that's because twice that's, mentioned it now. As I was going to say, that that to me is horrifying. But like Derek Henry had another all-round solid game. I mean, seeing him go airborne, it's bad enough trying to tackle him when he's on the ground. Imagine trying to tackle him when he's airborne. How, he was, how do you, there's literally no way of stopping him score, that play. No, it's, like a, it's, genuinely. There, there's nothing you can do there because what you're going to do, put your head on the line, 
because I can promise you that's not going to block him. Earl Thomas couldn't block him with his full body, let alone his head. Of us, welcome back to the AFC. Uh, Selfer Earl as well, apparently. I can't wait to see him again. Um, but uh, in, in terms of the offense, like you said, imagine those Titans from like four or five years ago saying, oh, we've scored 30 points and how did the offense do? Do we think it's clicking yet? It's sort of like, if you add AJ Brown to there, we, you could argue that we're adding an extra couple of, what, a touchdown, two touchdowns away? And is that like the level that our offense has now got to? Tannehill looks so comfortable. And him and Henry have just formed that run-pass option that's just sort of... He's, he's still holding on to the ball a little bit too long sometimes, Tannehill, which scares me every single time. Because I think it's every time Mariotta used to get touched, you thought he was going to be done for the year. But with Tannehill, he just almost holds it that little bit too long. But I think that'll just... Again, it's just going to come with... There's been no preseason, So they've had a, they've had a full whatever their class is off-season to click. I think it's only going to get stronger as the games go by. And someone like Humphreys being that safety blanket with just being able to dump it down and get six or seven yards and then rely on the bodies of Johnny Smith and AJ Brown when he comes back. I personally think we stand a really good chance of just continuously progressing. Do we know Taylor Lewan in the end? Do we know how he got on with his injury? I, I still don't he know. Just, it's been a bit overshadowed no. today in the news. Um, there's... My gut, my gut feeling is it's, it's this is sort of a, a week or two out type thing. I, I might I might be completely mm. wrong, but they, they've, there's been unless I've missed it, no announcement. Unless anyone's well, no, uh, no I've not seen anything. So that's why I was, that that was my only sort of concern from the game is because with with everything that's going on with COVID now, it's about how you come out of the games with as little injuries as possible. As you've seen with other teams who are losing a good two or three important players. Every time we come out of a game without any serious form of injuries, I take that as a victory, regardless of the result yeah, going towards the end of the season. Yeah. I suppose I think, uh, going, going back to offence, I suppose I think our guys are good enough to just say, you will put your guy against our guy against your guy and we can win without like any tricks or razzle-dazzle. I think, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't add wrinkles in your offence, but there's too many for me. There's too much of this. I think we're good enough to to stick Corey Davis out on an island against the corner and force the ball to him, and we don't do enough of that. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think it, part of it is just that we're not. I don't think we're used to being a good team. Does that sound yeah. a silly thing to say? Like, yeah. Not not like the fans as well. Like we we get you see it on on Twitter during a game, and they're getting onto Arthur Smith's back. Um, okay, can compare this to a couple of years ago that that game <laughs> against Baltimore at home oh. and the game against Denver last year where uh, there's three and out every single drive it felt like yeah uh, th- this like- is where we've get okay we might go four first downs drive stools kick a field goal seem to be the trend for sunday uh, yeah. it's 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 a world away from from where you've, you've got like obviously the days under a biscuit where like only the trick players worked <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> i mean so it's to- it's totally different nowadays <laughs> I mean, even since Brabel's been been here, there, I can think of that game against Houston where we had Blaine Gabbert. And we're, okay, we've got to win it with a fake punt. Yeah, that's when you've got Blaine Gabbert um, throwing to nobody. Yeah. Now, now you've got Tannehill, who we all believe in, and uh, ta- enough talent around him. So, no, totally, totally agree. We should, yeah, you give Corey Davis one on one, you've got to back into. 
to do it. Yeah, and I feel I like so. I just feel like in big situations, it's always like a, a Michael Pruitt or a or an Adam Humphries who seems to be having ball thrown in his direction. Don't mind it when it works. Correct. There's, I mean, the Titans are three and zero with a combined score, a combined winning margin of just one score, which is quite something. <laughs> um, now, you, yeah, the the defense is a concern. We haven't mentioned the lack of defensive coordinator tonight. Anyway, um, it's been brought up plenty. <laughs> but you know, it, it, whatever else, if we're playing, if we're worrying about elements of our performance and we're winning games, things can't be that bad. 3-0. and oh. Yeah, it seems to be a, a bit of a, a toughness about the team. They just get the job done. Obviously, things kind of didn't go for us on defence, but we, we've just found a way. we just found an yeah. answer and you know, this is, this, if this is us struggling, you know, I'll take it. You know? Yeah, and I think, I think we've obviously touched on it before, but the type of games that we've won are the type of games that we used to lose. You know, yeah. we're, we're, oh, we're, absolutely, yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to games against Green Bay, Kansas City, teams like that, needing to desperately win because we dropped one against Buffalo or we dropped one against Denver. So, I mean, I'm happy with the fact that we're actually coming out on the right side of those games. And then if we have to go and face a difficult opponent and we, and we come on the wrong side of the result, we've bought ourselves some breathing space. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's again. Yeah, again, it's it's being used to having a very different, different team, and we don't know how to deal with this. Being three and zero, yeah, first time. I can't remember if we said it on air or not. First time since two thousand and eight, um, and that stat until we lose, we'll keep getting churned out because we won ten in a row back then um, with with Kerry Collins, which was yeah, it was it was a it was a good team, but in very different ways. Okay, yeah, the. We don't know yet, um, as as we record, whether whether the Titans will go four and zero this Sunday or whether we'll go four and zero a bit later. How's that, Miles? Um, but I can guarantee we won't lose. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of rumor flying around about what might happen. Um, we've got eight positive COVID tests, three of three of which are players. Now, putting that into perspective, there are teams who've had more than three injuries in the early weeks. So it, it might depend on if there are more positive tests. It might depend on who those positive tests are, um, but we don't know. I don't think there's, there's probably not a huge amount of point in speculating uh, when we'll probably, by the time this podcast even goes out, um, it'll become clearer. So we will be back if the game goes ahead, maybe later in the week and look, look ahead. Um, Greg has, recorded a chat with us a Steelers fan before any of this knowledge came out so hopefully that's that's still relevant and we'll be able to use that but in the meantime I guess non-Titans related um if anyone's got anything I don't think I'm, I'm, I might take a pass this week because well Neil and Mars I know at least you two you two don't um you've got things to get off your chest Neil why don't you start so mine's uh, NFL related, and I'm not sure. I don't know if any old guys will agree or whether old guys will, will understand where I'm coming from. But four words that really annoy me on Twitter, and you pretty much see them early season, especially, and sometimes late season. <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday night, you'll see some fan of some team 
tweet the words, we have our QB. <laughs> it don't matter. How bad it's played, don't matter the result. It doesn't matter whether they look good, bad, indifferent. If a rookie QB comes in, starts, and does anything remotely competent, you'll get legions of fans of that team, may or may not be the Chargers this week, <laughs> saying, we have just, our QB. Hold on, hold on. Stop. Just insert... Neil Donahoe, Brian Hurley, Miles Terry, Adam Foxcroft, whoever you like, and 2015 Marcus Mariota into this, all of that. We were all this, guilty. This is Ron Cominto. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying to these guys that, that, that want to tweet this stuff, um, we've had Jake Locker. I think we even might have done it for Zach Mettenberger. If I I'm still honest. believe in Jake Locker. Yeah. And then Marcus Mariota. I mean, literally, after that Tampa Bay game, uh, Winston versus Mariota. I was convinced that we're going to win every Super Bowl for the next decade. Uh, <laughs> that <laughs> felt that, like the Super Bowl that game, didn't it? Yeah, uh, and I think I think uh, it's easy because you you want to get behind your rookie QB, but I, I think there's a lot of um, putting the horse before the carriage, so to speak. Um, which I, I I'm going to try my best never to be guilty of it again. Because I always read it and roll my eyes, and I think I've probably said it myself as well. <laughs> it's funny. It, like it's, it's a weird thing. I think NFL fandom, where you only get sixteen games, so you, the highs and lows are much more stark. So every game's that bit more important. Like I mean, you know, we we're all foot, round football fans, and we were talking before we started. I was you know whinging about a penalty in the Spurs Newcastle game but that's of a 38 game season and yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah thanks for that massive grin Brian um yeah so but in the grand scheme of things it's it's they're all smaller events aren't they and but you you're a fan of a a promising QB in week 3 of a 16 game season you're going to get excited yeah and um, i think um it's it's just like there don't seem to be any any nuance to the the take. It's about uh, regardless of what's happened in the game, it's just a, a stock. Yeah, I, I've evaluated everything that's happened. <laughs> we lost thirty eight thirteen to Jets, but at least quarterback looked good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. The four interceptions he threw had a nice spiral on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it will put him into the right areas. Is it just QBs? Is it just QBs where it annoys you? Or is it any position? Uh, probably just QBs because we've been burned so many times, probably. Uh, I, mean, right. I, I just I see a lot of us in other, in other fan bases. Yeah. I, def- I think I'd, I've made similar comments about, say, a, a Kenny Britt or yeah. something like that. a flashy receiver. <laughs> First time um, yeah. I saw Blazing Game do a block, I was like, he's the one. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the one that, that I famously didn't go big on, Derek Henry, I was like, totally wrong. So, where do you start? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was trying to temper my excitement about Derek Henry for about two years, and I was completely wrong. So, the one where <laughs> I didn't jump in feet first, I got wrong anyway. Oh, well. There you go. Um, no, it just shows no one really, no one really has a clue until <laughs> yeah. after a play career ended. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to abstain. I think, Brian, have you got anything, or are you? No, not really. Just, oh, 
I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be nice and not say the one I was I was going to say. <laughs> just that just makes me want to hear it more. But fair enough. <laughs> I was gonna say, how negative have we gone? <laughs> <laughs> Miles. Well, um, I'll bring it back to true, uh, non tant related, and just talk about food because, as you can tell, my life revolves around Titans football, Oxford sucking at football and food. Um, my tradition on a Sunday is always to nip the shop at about 11 o'clock, just before the lunchtime rush, and I'll buy myself some snacks ready for football from 2 o'clock on until, I want to say 4 in the morning, but I started a new job recently, so I stopped after the, uh, I watched the 9.25 games and went to bed like a good boy. Um, but part of my snacks always consists of former biscuits. I always get an energy drink just to make sure I last. But I always buy a bag of crisps. And I always used to buy a share bag, but I've now become so what do enraged. They call them share bags. Well, for one, who shares them? You're a psychopath. But <laughs> I've become enraged with the fact that I've clearly purchased this full bag, and only 75, 70 percent of the bag is actually full of crisps, and the other thirty percent is just air. So <laughs> I've just become so enraged with it that I now just buy multi packs instead. So I've I basically create my own share bags where. <laughs> I will. I've now learned. You still I, I don't just... share. <laughs> no, we're not going to share. We're there. I've got a breaking news here. Oh yeah. Okay. Wait. B- play some breaking news theme. Like da 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 da. According to Chef, there Titan Steelers could be moved to Monday. Okay. Hmm. That just come up right now. Thank you, sleeper app. That's that's, 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 that's almost that's almost logical. So the NFL surely won't do that. So Tuesday morning. Yeah. Monday, six PM UK time. Um, no chance. <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't really. To a point, it was half going to be. Uh, I wanted to abuse Walkers, but then worried about the fact that one day they might want to sponsor the podcast because I do quite like their cheese and onion crisps. But their share bags are just ridiculous. It's like you don't get anywhere near enough to share. Because half the bag is air, and it's just, it's not on. I, even even when it's reduced to a pound, which is the main reason I buy them, because they're always on offer. I know exactly the bags you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Air, well, yeah. the other thing was, I'm also annoyed that they got rid of my favourite ones. They used to do, like, extra crunchy cheese and onion ones, which was in a share bag that you, like, ripped open. And I don't know why they got rid of them, because they couldn't have been not making money from them, because I bought so many of them. <laughs> they... Oh, I didn't realise they'd gone. They were fantastic. Yeah, they yeah, were. You can't, I don't know where to get them, man. You can like, tell you the best, the best thing that walkers do now are the fiery, crinkle-cut, like, like yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with those? I've forgotten, yeah. I've forgotten what they're called. Extra I am, I'm a crisp connoisseur. I still have wheat crunchies as the elite snacking crisps for me. Bacon wheat crunchies are just... <laughs> Please, don't call them crisps. The maze. Oh, Oh no! See, see, like this the is where it begins. How long? How long are we wanting this podcast for? Because it right. could go down. <laughs> there's been there's been some really absolutely disturbing news in Chris World this week as well. I don't know if you guys have heard, but uh, Brannigans have gone out of business. What? No, I've not heard that. No, I'm a oh, mustard. Really? I'm a mustard gone. Gone. Those beef and horseradish things. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? Gone. You know what? 2020. That might be the final straw. Yeah. Undone, yeah they've, gone, they've gone out of business. <laughs> not, not flashy Josh Allen. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I saw him anywhere, but they've gone out of business. Yeah, that might be related. To, <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't think either. Yeah. Beef and mustard. Oh, finest. Uh, I remember then what Miles was on about. You could like open them. They're, they're like made a little pouch. Put your, like, yeah, but when I in. when you opened them, it was just like they were the right amount, and they actually looked like a share bag because technically you could share them in a. I don't know. I just but they're done. The, uh, I just share the thirty percent air me. That's yeah, why I you can me. smell the bag. I've got a pro tip for you, Miles. Is it by two? If you don't like being, well, yeah, you could do that. That's what you don't like Buy Pringles. Pringles never fail you. Oh yeah, but my hands too fat to only get yeah. all the way to the bottom. Um, I've not that's... seen the hack. You slide it like this, a piece of paper in. Oh, comes out like I'll a end, tray. I'll end, I'll end up in A and E. <laughs> worst, the worst, worst ever Chris related snafu though is when you get to the bottom of your Doritos and they're not big enough to dip. Oh, they're like little oh. shards, and you like you end up with like nacho Easy. cheese under your fingernails, and it's just I've got a, a, fi- it's a total mess. I've got a final thing for them. What you do is you break the, you scrunch them down as low as you can, and use them on like chips. So you know, like red salt. I don't ah. know if they have red salt down up north. But if you scrunch up any of the Doritos at the bottom, just use them as like red salt for your chips yeah. or a little seasoning. There's there's a Tarry top tip. Yeah. As, as Chris Connor said. <laughs> Tarry's top tips. <laughs> While we're talking of yeah. Doritos. Are, are we having a weekly top tip now on what to do with Chris? Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried the Doritos, um, the new Doritos, tangy, the tangy cheese, but the hot ones? Yes. We oh. tried them. Yeah. And I think, oh my God. On sli- uh, another slightly uh, snack-related um, recommendation as well, I had some salted caramel Lindos yesterday. Salted caramel Lindos, new ones, elite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's your title for your podcast: uh, Salted yeah. Caramel Lindos. <laughs> right. Let's. Oh, I think um, Tarry's top tips. <laughs> has, has to get that one right let's uh, let's get out of here for now we yeah we're not sure what's going to happen um we might release another podcast if we well if there's enough to talk about if there's no game there's probably not um but we'll see we'll see what happens in the meantime everybody tighten up and yeah stay safe wash your hands tighten up. wash your hands <laughs>